Welcome to Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. This is an intentional community of Catholic leaders. It's a space about Catholic leadership, but not for the parish or the diocese. This is Catholic leadership for the world. Stay with us and allow us to share with you a vision handed to us by the Second Vatican Council to help advance the mission of the church. It all boils down to one idea, engaging society as civic leaders. My name is Christopher Pereira, I'm your host. My co-host, Erin Monin, is also in the room. Hi, Erin. Hi, Christopher, and good morning, everyone. Um, before we start, if you could please take the time now to ping five people, five Catholic professionals who you know and follow in Clubhouse. We would greatly appreciate it. That way, not only are they invited to the room, but when we invite them, their friends will be notified and attracted to the room as well. Thank you so much, Erin, and everyone. If you would please, if you still are not part of our Telegram group, I just want to invite you now to go ahead and go into Aaron's or my bio and click on that direct link so that you, you can join our Telegram group, which is an extension of this weekly Clubhouse room and a way to keep the conversation going. Also in the Telegram group, every week you will find the image of the week. And I have a load, uploaded already an image for this week for the conversation for today. And let me tell you about it and, and what we're going to talk about today. So the topic for today are really the leadership commitments that are part of Tepeyac Leadership Initiatives um, experience. And this is the program that, that sort of um, was the origin of this weekly clubhouse room and the work that Erin and I are doing every week by trying to bring up that uh, invitation for lay Catholic professionals to consider engaging society as civic leaders. So it all started uh, about five years ago when we developed in Phoenix a program called Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. This is a five-month leadership development program that is now a national program available to Catholic professionals from all over the United States and as you know, we are in the midst right now of uh, recruitment season, and this is the last. This will be the last of um, the the rooms that we will do directly focused on the program itself. This is what we've been doing for the entire month of September, and um, and this uh, actually tomorrow is our virtual open house, which you're all invited to join. And in anticipation to that, we had been doing a series of rooms, just simply talking directly about. TLI, Tepeyac Leadership Initiative itself and what the program is. And um, and that's what we're going to do today, but sort of around the, the sub-theme or topic of the leadership commitments. So let me tell you about the leadership commitments, okay? And then I will explain the image of the week if you're looking at it. The image of the week is a photo from one of our graduation ceremonies for Tepeyac Leadership Initiative where you can see, let's see, five, at least five, Tepeyac leaders, graduates of the program, now graduates of the program, as they were graduating, standing up and reading the Oath of Leadership, which is part of the ceremony when we graduate our uh, leaders, our Tepeyac leaders. And each of them throughout that night had presented in front of God and their peers and Bishop Olmsted, Bishop Thomas Olmsted, who was present there as well, their individual concrete leadership commitment. And this is a beautiful component of our TLI program. Through the, through the five-month program, through the 18 weeks that TLI takes them to, 
has to discern, has to enter into this dialogue with God to find out in which concrete way is God calling him or her to lead, to be a leader in his or her own uh, community. So on graduation night, each uh, new Tepeyac leader, each graduate, uh, shares, reads out loud, his or her own individual leadership commitment. Typically, this comes in the form of a one paragraph, 100 words or, or less is what we tell them. And it's where they describe exactly what we're going, they're going to set out to do as a result of the experience, as a result of having gone through TLI. So the leadership commitments are so diverse and they're so, uh, because they're individual, right? They, they're, each pertains to the person that, that really um, commits to them and, and they take on different shapes and forms. And we're going to talk a little bit about them. We're going to share some of them with you. Some of them uh, do get carried out and or executed sort of in the short term. Some of them are more like uh, long-term goals. Some of them might uh, turn into something else, right? A Tepeyac leadership, uh, a Tepeyac leader might offer a leadership commitment and then it turns out that the, his or her leadership commitment develops, turns into something different uh, as they were um, carrying carrying out their commitment. So we'll explain a little more, but you have that image and it's a, I think it's very telling because you can see the formality. Part of the culture at TLI is that uh, culture of excellence and professionalism. And it starts even with the way that we dress and present ourselves. And it's all the way to the execution and to our actions, of course. And that's very much reflected in the leadership commitments. So uh, I'm going to stop right there. We'll be sharing some leadership commitments today, but I'm going to let Erin uh, sort of um, chime in as well with her introduction of today's topic. She was She's a graduate of the program, and Erin herself had a leadership commitment and then developed into, um, sort of morphed into other things, right, Erin? But maybe you can say a little bit about that yourself. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, I think I've shared in this room before my personal experience with um, graduating from Tepeyac Leadership Initiative and just the commitment that I committed to and have yet to fulfill, but how God um, had a completely different plan for me. And that's why I'm here talking to all of you today, leading this room with Christopher. So um, I think what's beautiful about uh, TLI is that there is so much freedom in the decision-making and the discernment process for this leadership commitment. Obviously, the program is is five months, so of course that's a lot of time in and of itself. But each week um, brings up a new topic, which we've talked about and discussed before as well. And it really gives you a lot of things to think about. (laughs) So things that... You may have started out going into the program thinking may completely change or evolve throughout the program, which um, I think is great because it allows us as Tepeyac leaders to um, continue to pray and discern throughout this this five-month process about what it is that God is calling us to. And maybe he's not calling us to something that we're comfortable with or that we thought that we would want to do going into the program. Because everyone does have the understanding going into the program that there will be a leadership commitment at the end that they um, 
commit to and, uh, and share uh, in a very public space. <laughs> and it's posted on our website and everything. So it's very out there and it's, it's for everyone to see. So this isn't something that you quietly uh, decide and, and it's just between you and God. Like this is something that we take a stand on um, as participants in this program. And it's very public when we are um, making these commitments. So it's something that we um, take really seriously. And I'm really glad that it's a part of this program, like I said, because, you know, it's great to, we've, Christopher and I have shared things like this before. It's great to go through programs. It's great to go through leadership development, professional development, um, obviously TLI, but if there's no like takeaway or action oriented thing that is supposed to happen after that, that's like tangible, then sometimes the the oomph or like the entire purpose of the program kind of falls to the wayside. And what I like about TLI is that this leadership commitment component of the program really forces us to not just go to classes for five months and then say, oh, that was nice. I'll, I, I can't wait to be a leader someday. Like, no, it, it, challenges us to, okay, you just finished this program. Now, right now, you're going to commit to something um, that you're going to take with you and go do starting today at graduation. <laughs> so I really like that because I think there's a lack of that in our culture and society today. We, we, we take classes and we go through programs and we do all these things, but there's no like tangible takeaway or tangible aspect. It's just like, oh, that was nice. I'm glad I learned that. Um, so I'm really glad that this program offers this um, this opportunity for us to make these commitments, these very public commitments, and then to go and act on them. And like Christopher said, um, sometimes the commitments take a little longer than we hoped. Um, I was reading through some of them today, and, and they're, they're all so great. A lot of them are very ambitious. It's maybe not something that you can do overnight, which is fine. Some of them are are for a shorter time period, and it and is easier for you to um, immediately after you're done with TLI, kind of take what you committed to and run with it. Um, there's a wide range of things that people commit to, and I'm excited to share some of them with you today. Um, but yeah, personally, yes, I I committed to. Um, starting a Christian family movement group at my parish with my husband. Um, I still intend to do it. It's a commitment. I want to do it. I have yet to do it. Um, and I graduated from this program a couple years ago. But the beautiful thing is that, um, you know, God had another plan. It's very interesting to me because I, I definitely discerned my commitment. I took it seriously and um, recognized this commitment as an opportunity to start that group, which is something I had actually been hoping and wanting to do. And it was perfect timing because my husband and I were engaged while I was going through TLI. We weren't yet married. So I figured, I was like, oh, this is great. Like we'll be married in November of this year. And then maybe like next year we can start it up. And, um, you know, life has another way of working out sometimes. And of course, God um, had a different plan, which is fine. I just that's not something I was aware of when I was discerning my commitment that he had this whole other plan for me. Um, and basically what that has turned into is, is 
me being here today, of course, um, partnering with Christopher on various things, um, including the book we're writing, um, writing for TLI's blog and, and helping them with their Instagram and um, just lots of different things that have kind of happened over the past two years that I had no idea that God had in store. But I've kind of seen it as you know, he's like, you know what, this is, this is what I want you to commit to right now in this season of life. And he's literally just opened like five or more doors, like (laughs) for me to pursue, um, what he's calling me to, to live out this Catholic leadership for civil society. So that's the, like I said before that, that's that freedom that I'm talking about. You know, there's this beauty in TLI, um, going through so many different topics and so many different avenues for us to be leaders. And of course we can discern and we can make decisions and commitments, but at the end of the day, God's going to do what he's going to do. And if that's something different, um, than what you like set out to do or plan to do, or even went through the program for, he's going to reveal that to you. And it's so beautiful. And I'm so grateful to be on this journey. Um, so that's a little bit of an introduction and my two cents for starting us off. Thanks, Christopher. Thank you so much, Sharon. And I have shared a direct link to our website for everybody in the Telegram group. And in the website, if you go to the top of our, our website, which is tliprogram.org, right at the top, there is four in the, there's a menu with four sections. If you click on under Learn, then there's a, a, an in, inside menu that has four other options. Click where it says Leaders. So first Learn and then Leaders. And that right there, you will see four tabs for each of the four different generations of TLI, 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021. And you can click on them and read each of the leadership commitments from the previous graduating classes of TLI. I guarantee you, you will be inspired. And I want to share just a few of them with you, okay? Just so that you see how uh, diverse they are and and how unique to the individual uh, each leadership commitment is. And also, keep in mind that this is a a desire. This is ultimately the leadership commitments are a gift that as a result of the TLI experience, the discernment and the process, each program participant presents to God, this is what I want to do for you, my Lord, because of the experience that you have given me. And this is sort this is sort of how each uh, Tepeyac leader takes it and they present it. And then God can take that gift and make of it what he wills, as, as Aaron and I have been explaining. So just to give you an idea, I've seen many of these leadership commitments already carried out, carried out and executed and completely fulfilled. And it's it's so wonderful, and we celebrate that. I, I see many Tepeyac leaders currently working on their leadership commitments, and others perhaps have gone back and revised them and said, uh, this is where I offered up, but I'm just going to be doing it slightly differently, and I'm going to be doing it like this, and 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 so forth. So here's one, and I'll, I'll say the names of the Tepeyac leaders because these are all friends. They're all part of the TLI family. Amy Rodriguez uh, from Southern California, who is a digital artist, said this, this is her leadership commitment. I desire to use the gifts and talents the Lord has blessed me with to advance the kingdom of God here on earth. With the grace of God, my leadership commitment for the near future is to author and illustrate a series of children's books that inspire a love for Jesus Christ. My long-term commitment is to allow the Holy Spirit to work through me and guide 
any media project I might undertake in the future. And uh, and Amy Rodriguez, she's a, she's a very successful uh, illustrator, uh, a digital artist. She works with several publishing companies, uh, many Catholic ones too, and, and some secular. So guess, Erin, who I'm thinking of possibly for uh, illustrating our book. So, but I, I digress. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, that would be great. I think so. Uh, Noelle Padno, she uh, offered up the following thing. I seek to design and to implement a ballroom dance curriculum focused on deliberate teaching of theology of the body concepts through dance. The goal is to promote opportunities for the young adult, for young adult Catholics to interact in healthy and positive physical interactions to counteract the hookup culture and to promote the understanding of our bodies as sacred gifts. This dance curriculum will be designed for the gap between confirmation and marriage. The structured environment aims to develop healthy friendships based on mutual respect for each other's movement and physical expression with self-control an experiential understanding of theology of the body. I thought this was so creative. And I recently uh, saw Noel in Los Angeles and she's so excited and already working on developing this program, which is, she has offered up as her leadership commitment. Mauricio Nunez offered up the following thing. He said, I was brought back to our faith at a beautiful retreat center in the middle of the Los Angeles metro area. He's referring to the retreat for TLI. He says, the serenity of that center was as, as, as impactful as the activities of those ministering the retreat. By profession, I consult on corporate real estate strategy. Therefore, I commit to advising Catholic and other faith-based organizations on maximizing real estate assets and fundraising for capital improvements. My ultimate goal is to contribute to preserving and expanding physical places for worship. You see, Mauricio is in the real estate field, but he's not just a realtor. He really is an advisor on real estate investments. And he had already been working with uh, some faith-based organizations uh, through his work in Southern California. And he decided to make that uh, sort of a focus of his work and to be of support through the talents and skills that God has given him to the church itself. Uh, and, and as you can see, this is an area where the church also needs help, of course. So Carolina Manalak Betancourt, and this will be the last one, and then I'll, I'll give it to you, Erin. I know you have some good ones you want to share as well. Carolina said, my leadership commitment is dedicated. Sorry about that. She said, my leadership commitment is dedicated to an up-and-coming Catholic classical school the Good Shepherd Academy, which was inspired by our late Good Shepherd, Father Louis Mars, and faithful homeschooling parents. I honestly believe that God has placed TLI in my path, in my path which is the reason why I came back on board with the school. The Good Shepherd Academy pledges itself to the pursuit of truth, the love of good, and the cultivation of beauty for the sake of the students' minds and hearts to form good citizens for our nation. I am committed to be a board member of the Good Shepherd and we'll apply what I learned at TLI to this school. Let me tell you about Carolina. So she had some friends uh, that were uh, that had invited her to to be part of this new school that was just an idea. Some homeschooling parents wanted to start a school, 
And uh, you know, she she had thought about it. She 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 was part of the original conversations, and at some some point, she she felt uh, she just didn't want the, the commitment. Going through TLI uh, helped her understand uh, helped her understand the need for leadership for lay Catholic leadership. So she realized that she already had something in front of her that God had placed, and that she sort of had dismissed or neglected. So she went back to it. And she's now a very active and 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 enthusiastic um, part of the leadership of this school that was just launched this fall, the fall of of twenty twenty one. And uh, she's so excited; she keeps uh, reporting back to me and, and telling me about the progress in her school. They just found uh, uh, the facilities. Uh, they're doing it basically uh, in the parish hall of a large parish, and that's where they're starting the school until they actually find their permanent um, campus for the school that they have founded. So we, we could go on and we will go on. We will be discussing this throughout the day. And we have some Tepeyac leaders also in the room who perhaps want to come up and share some of their leadership commitments. But Erin, you, you had some that you, you read and the, you wanted to share with us as well. Yeah. And I, I read a all of them this morning. And I don't know, I don't have the same insight as you, Christopher, if these people are currently or still have plans to fulfill or already have fulfilled them. But I'm still going to read these examples just because I was so inspired by them. Um, A couple of them are from the very first TLI class. And then a couple of them are from my class. Um, And so I I was just very, I was re-inspired reading all of them this morning. So here we go. Um, the first one I want to share with you is um, Ryan Sharber. Uh, I believe he is a, a lawyer. Correct me if I'm wrong, Christopher. Um, but he, yes, this was his, okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, he is, uh, he was part of the first TLI class and this is his uh, commitment. I am passionate about ending abortion, making Catholic education affordable for all, and upholding the integrity of our existing Catholic institutions. Thus, I plan to support First Way Pregnancy Center, the Catholic Community Foundation, and Catholic Charities in furtherance of their respective missions. I commit to service on at least one of the following boards within the next six months. The Board of Directors for First Way Pregnancy Center, the Professionals Advisory Board for the Catholic Community Foundation, and or the Young Professionals Board for Catholic Charities. I just, I know these are all uh, Catholic organizations, but we we talk a lot about um, the importance of sitting on boards um, in this room and and in TLI, and um, it's just really beautiful to see people have that desire at the end of this program, which is one of our goals, is to get Catholic voices, um, true Catholic voices on boards of any kind. Um, and of course, these few that a couple that he mentioned are Catholic centers, and I think First Way might be as well. But um, it's important still to have um, authentic Catholic voices at the tables where these important decisions are being made, whether or not they're in the Catholic community or outside of it, because the work that we do as Catholics um, does affect people who are non Catholic. So I was just really inspired by um, that one. And then Another one I want to read is from Angelica Perez. Hers is, I find a great ongoing need in the right to life movement where men, women, and children lack the understanding of what it means to be pro-life. 
I plan on volunteering at pro-life centers to mentor and educate on the cycle of conception and natural birth. I also plan on forming curriculum and or educational material to further educate and inform the youth in our schools and youth groups and the most vulnerable women in my community. Again, I don't know Angelica personally, and I don't know if she was able to or is working on this, but um, I, I love this commitment, and especially the second part of, of forming curriculum and educational material um, to, uh, in, to educate the youth in schools and youth groups um, in the community. We all know the importance of, of um, this, this movement of, of sharing the truth about uh, life and, and all it, it, from the moment of conception to natural death with our youth because that is a place where um, that kind of education is um, not being rooted in truth. Um, there are a lot of organizations and companies trying to get their hands into um, the sex ed and, and other kinds of education along those lines um, in our schools. So I certainly hope Angelica is or was able to um, fulfill that commitment because that is something so necessary in our communities. Um, another couple that I want to share, I, I definitely know Jennifer is working on hers. Um, this is Jennifer Miraval's commitment. She was from my class. Um, she said, with God's grace, I'm committing to create a documentary. Its mission will be to shine light on the truth behind one of the most controversial topics today, abortion. This movie will give a space for women who have been victimized by abortion to share their story. The hope for this film is to not only expose the truth, but also to show that healing is possible. This documentary will honor the human dignity of every single person, including those in the pro-choice movement. Um, Jen is actually one of my friends, and I, I do know that she um, immediately started working on this documentary after TLI and has been doing so since then. So I'm excited to see um, when it is complete, but uh, she was very committed uh, to this from the very get-go. She kind of knew what she was going to do um, earlier on in the program and made it a very serious thing and started working on it, um, I think even during TLI and then and even more so right after our graduation. But um, keep an eye out for her name and, and this documentary because it is in the works. I can attest to that. And it's it's so beautiful and so needed. And it's such a different view than some other films that have been made um, about this topic. So um, very, very happy that she is committing to that. Um, and then last but not least, uh, Lisa Johnston. Her commitment um, was, she said, my leadership commitment is threefold. For my children, I have taken on the role of president of the parent service organization to help build a better school and community for them. For my church, I will be handwriting notes to the parents of teens who are not attending the Parish Life Teen Program in order to increase participation and increase spirituality for young adults. TLI has also reignited in my desire to run for public office. From a lofty aspiration into a concrete reality, I have begun discussions with professionals to learn about where I can best fit into a nominated board or elected position. Um, Lisa was another one of my classmates who I was so inspired by throughout the whole program, and um, her commitment really speaks to her character, um, which is something we talk a lot about in TLI, and I, I 
I'm guessing she she fulfilled or is fulfilling all of these things because that's just the kind of person she is. Um, I really wanted to hone in on her commitment to um, running for public office. That's something else that we talk a lot about in this room and in TLI. Um, there is such a need for um, true Catholic voices in a leadership role such as public office, and we need more people to commit to doing that. And so I was so impressed by Lisa's um, inspiration and aspiration to to pursue that. And I certainly hope she did. I, I don't know if she did. Maybe, Christopher, you can um, speak into that. But I do know that Lisa was very um, set on her commitment throughout TLI as well. So just another one that I wanted to share with you. Thank you. And, and yeah, I was just waiting for you to finish so I can give you the update on the report on each one of them. So Ryan Charber has absolutely fulfilled his commitment. He has exceeded his commitment. He, I, I think of Ryan very often as the uh, epitome. He, he epitomizes <laughs> TLI because he, right after he completed the program, he just want, went on to join multiple boards. And, and it's like, he, this is how he says it, how he explains it. Really, his entire career was transformed by the program. And, I mean, in so many different manners, um, he made a partner in his, in his law firm. And then through the joining of all of these boards, he was able not only to serve the organizations for which boards he was sitting in, but he was able to, to get so much new business for his law practice, which is he, he's a state planning lawyer. So, so all of the connections that he made through board service were also good for him in his own career. And he was able to be a, 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 a sounded and, and very uh, wise voice at each of the boards where he's still serving. By the way, he's, part, he's also part of the TLI National Board of Directors. So that's Ryan. And then uh, Angelica has fulfilled her commitment for sure. And I know that Jen, I just saw Jen yesterday in Tucson. She's still working on her commitment. She, she's working on it and she's very passionate about it. It might take her a little longer now that she's engaged <laughs> and planning a wedding, but uh, she's certainly working on it. And Lisa, I actually saw a couple of weeks ago and Lisa uh, had this threefold commitment. The first two parts are already fulfilled. And the most challenging one, the, the one uh, about running for office, she's still uh, studying and doing her homework and preparing herself for it. She uh, has indicated to me that she certainly, certainly wishes to wait a little bit until her, her children grow just a little bit more, until her children are a little bit older, but she's working on it. And and what we have at TLI, we actually have, this is the only one of its type, a sort of a quarterly meeting. Um, so four times a year we meet with this group that we call Catholics in the Public Square uh, Forum. And it's comprised of each one of our graduates who has indicated an intent to run for office. Lisa is part of that group. So the, all, that group is comprised now of about at least six graduates of the program. Uh, who have already committed to running for office. We still haven't had anybody run for office from TLI, but many people are working on it. And these things, things take time. But these are the leadership commitments. We're already in the in the uh, stage. We have two of our Tepeyac leaders, and we'd love to hear in order of, of appearance, uh, Andres. If you could share a little bit, Andres, just in general uh, about... Uh, 
Well, maybe starting with your own leadership commitment, of course, but then more in general about the leadership commitments, because as a facilitator of the program now, uh, of one of the tracks for, the, for TLI, you have seen several of the program participants uh, develop, discern, present, and offer up their commitments, and you've already seen some of them carry out their commitments. So I know you can say a lot about them, Andres. Yeah, thank you, Chris, and thank you, Aaron, and good morning, everyone. So regarding my leadership commitment, um, it actually started while I was in the TLI program, and I felt the inspiration, I felt the calling to join a board. And so at that time, I did end up um, joining a board, and um, it had been good. So I, I was a board member at large, and um, eventually with this board, it's the uh, Arizona Environmental Health Association. I ended up running for president-elect, which I currently serve as right now, which means in, let's see, another, a little less than a year, I, I will become president of this board. Um, and it's a, it's a nonprofit board, but I mean, it's good. We have a lot of outreach that we do, and especially those in the um, environmental health profession, um, they're very well aware of our, our association organization and the work that we do. So that's been good. And that's something that's come out of TLI. And um, like Christopher was sharing about Ryan, it has opened other doors and opportunities and um, established new networks and people that, I mean, in your career, you find, I mean, being beneficial. And so that part was fulfilled. Um, the other portion was running for a, a city board um, or commission, which I, I did end up doing. And I remember it was really interesting because the way the uh, city of Peoria in Arizona, um, which I live in, the way they do these is you apply um, to be on a certain board and then you have to appear in front of the, uh, the, the elected officials there, the, the city council members and um, you essentially interview in, in front of everyone, which is interesting. It's just a room full of people, and uh, um, you go to the the main seat when they call you up, and they ask some questions. And the the unfortunate thing is, during well, prior to them interviewing me, they were talking about the uh, design review board, which is the one that I had interviewed for, and they were saying that they were planning on increasing the amount of meetings that um, they were going to be having for this board, and so. Um, I heard that and I, I felt a little bit like that probably was a little too much, but I, I still ended up doing the interview. And um, one of the, uh, the city councilmen had asked if, after I told him about my experience and the things I was involved in, asked if it was, if it was too much, if I even had enough time. And my response is, I, I think I was going to be able to make it work, but I mean, it, it was a blessing. They never called me back or asked me to be on the board. Um, the director was there. He seemed interested in having me, but I really think it was a blessing because there was another opportunity that came up after that. And I consider it part of um, not my original commitment, but a new commitment. And that was Christopher Pereira asking me to be um, the TLI Phoenix facilitator, which, again, is another immense opportunity that I couldn't say no to. And again, it's just opened many doors for me um, professionally, but also spiritually and um, it's just been amazing new commitment that I had added to. And then the last part, um, actually, let me back up. Um, with the city board, my plan was to get experience to eventually run for a public board, which I'm still um, in the process of discernment and um, trying to figure out the timing and all those things. So 
Um, definitely ask for prayers on that. And then lastly, um, as a part of my commitment, still trying to figure out where it was that God was calling me to, um, was trying to use, um, I guess, what, what I had seen as my creative um, side or, or qualities and ended up um, doing a video. It was a video challenge with uh, EWTN. And it, it was essentially just creating a one-minute video to promote um, EWTN and this cool-to-be-Catholic um, theme that they had. And um, I ended up working with um, someone that I had met through the TLI, which is uh, he, he's a professional, and he was able to help me put together a really great piece um, in terms of just the, uh, the, the video and, and the way that it was executed and everything. He knew what he was doing. So um, that was done, and I didn't win, which was fine, but... Um, I did see that as God um, closing a door to allow another one to open up, which was really the TLI. So um, that's been my experience um, with my commitments. And so that I, I, I say that it's been um, partially fulfilled, not fully fulfilled, but it's on its way to being completely fulfilled, God willing, one day. Um, but with regard to generally speaking, the, um, the commitments for the, the TLI participants and graduates, you know, it, it's really something that that's an amazing part of the program. The reason being is because as people are going through the program, they're starting to hear about the different aspects of civil society that have an impact, not only in their lives, but the lives of their family, their friends, their coworkers. And they start to see the different patterns and, and different areas of society that are affected by the culture in a negative way. And so they start to see how they can make a change and they can be that voice. They can be that leader to impact that, that part of society. And you start to see the, this formation and you start to see this, um, this kind of shaping of these ideas. And eventually they come to fruition at the end of the program when each participant is able to present these ideas and having been a part of the program, but now being a facilitator, I remember Chris saying that it was just such a beautiful experience for him to hear the participants as they're graduating, um, sharing their commitments. But I can't say my own experience has been just outstanding and beautiful and so rewarding and fulfilling because you, you're seeing them, all the participants growing through the program, you kind of see some of their focus. I mean, it comes out when they're speaking or they're asking questions. Um, or if there's a particular session where they're really interested in, and then everything comes to fruition at the end, and you just hear the beauty of, of these people that uh, the things that, that matter to them and that are important to them, they're willing to put themselves out there, and they're willing to be a voice, and they're willing to be those leaders in, in civil society to, to help really shape and form and bring Christ to the world. And that that's one of the best experiences and I always just feel I always get goosebumps when when I hear them reading their commitments because it's just amazing to know that these people these good well-formed Catholic people with good intentions are going to be going out and helping to transform the world and um yeah Chris if there was anything else that that you wanted me to share I'd be happy to but thank you guys for your time Thank you, Andres. No, that was perfect, actually. That was perfect. Thank you. And I'm so glad that you mentioned or shared with us the story about the video contest that you entered because uh, it, it, it gives me an opportunity to highlight the following, which is that is never, not only with TLI and the leadership commitments, but really through, with our Catholic faith itself, 
is never really we certainly are going to aim at succeeding that's, that's the whole I mean it would be crazy not to uh, whenever we do anything we aim for success but it's not about success it's about fidelity well, Teresa reminded us this when she said we're not called to be successful we're called to be faithful faithful so with the leadership commitments as with everything else in our Catholic faith right our, our growth in holiness what God really appreciates and wants to see on, 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 on us is the struggle, the sacrifice, the, the, the daily effort to become a better version of ourselves, to sanctify ourselves through our lives. So with, with the leadership commitments, if you think of an example of, of uh, the many people who have already indicated they want to run for public office, uh, well, they are committed to running, not to winning. That's really on God's hands, and, and, and they're going to put all of the effort, all of the hard work, and they'll do their homework, they'll do their part, and they'll leave it in God's hands. And whether they will us to be faithful, not successful, and many times we will be successful, and we will aim for success, but it's about faithfulness. It's about faithfulness in what we can we God is asking of us what we have offered him up to do. And that's what the leadership commitments ultimately are about. And we already have in the in the stage two other Tapayag leaders who I'd love to hear from. So Gina, please share with us about the leadership commitments. Thank you so much for having me. Sorry, I'm going to talk quietly because I am at work. Um, so I work at a public university, and I'm actually a student also. So my TLI commitment um, is is uh, um, twofold. Um, I'm in a cultural studies program with Chicano Studies in the school I'm at. But, you know, I attend a university that's 40% Latino, Hispanic, I, I attend, um, and there's no site within the department of my faith that's deeply rooted in Catholicism um, and my culture as well. So my commitment has been to bring the Catholic Chicano identity to the forefront with my thesis, um, which I'm working on now. Um, but even more so, like uh, bringing it to the forefront when I'm with students that are my peers. Um, like I'm in a class that is titled Dia de los Muertos, and and while that has all its cultural and um, art aesthetics to it, there's a very tiny tint of this has to do with also stays and all things stays. So my scope in that is bringing my readings, the topic of my Catholic identity into the conversation within the class room and then with the art I will produce for this particular class that I'm taking as part of the preparation for my um, thesis. And, and here I work as well, making sure that, you know, my faith is displayed here with the uh, with here at work I'm thankful for TLA thank you Gina thank you so much you see, well, I've, I've shared this with Gina before I think she is in such a uh, privileged and strategic uh, place and position right now because of the work that she is doing with Chicano studies 
and the opportunity that she has to influence her, her, uh, the university that she works for. Um, because if you know a little bit about Chicano studies, right, it's, it's, it's really the, the study of uh, the Mexican-American experience, history, and, and culture, particularly in the Southwest um, of the United States. Well, if you want to be true to the, to the Mexican-American experience, history, and culture, you cannot, you just, it, it would be so, uh, so insincere, uh, so, so um, to leave out the Catholic identity of Mexican Americans, right? However, I know that many, many uh, universities or, 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 or even public schools who have a curriculum that deals with Chicano studies or Mexican American studies, they leave out, they tend to leave out the spiritual aspect of, of the, the Chicano experience or the Mexican American experience. And Gina, of course, it's, uh, it's an ambassador of Christ within her department, and she is there to make sure that this is not left out because not only is it, is it an important part of the Mexican-American experience, it, it, it should be the central part. It is the central part of the Mexican-American experience. So I, I'm so uh, fascinated by the work that you're doing, Gina, and so uh, encouraged by what you're doing. Let us hear that from Lauren, who has joined the stage, and she also wants to share. Lauren? Good morning, everyone. Um, <laughs> my uh, leadership commitments, uh, I am one of the, the graduates who uh, had, had, a, had an intention, uh, had a full intention with my leadership commitment, um, actually started it, and then um, kind of had to take a left turn from it. Um, so my leadership commitment was to go teach at a Catholic high school and uh, start a Bible study there for students. And I did teach at a Catholic high school for a year, um, but unfortunately just uh, God took me in a different direction. So I'm probably one of those uh, graduates that you spoke about earlier who is kind of trying to figure out what my new commitment uh, is going to be. Um, however, um, I have had the opportunity to uh, become a TLI mentor uh, to a uh, 2020, 2021 graduate, I believe, yes, um, which was amazing. Um, got to meet a wonderful young woman who is a teacher in, in Canada, and so that was a really awesome experience, someone who I still speak to, even though she has uh, finished the program as well. Um, I've also been able to <clears throat> uh, help out with uh, some different things through uh, Catholic Education Arizona and and some other thing opportunities that Chris has kind of brought to my attention. Uh, I'm also uh, applied for the diocesan school board here in Phoenix. Don't know if that's going to come to fruition, but uh, have definitely tried to do other things that I probably would not have had the opportunity to do had it not been for this program. Uh, so my journey is slightly different than I think uh, Gina's and Andreas's and, and Aaron's. And um, it's a slightly different journey, but um, still one that I believe is completely blessed and, uh, and is one that I believe God has me on. Thank you, Lauren. And I think every, everyone's journey is unique. And, and we, I definitely can see God's hand 
working through your own journey and, and, and path. So thank you for sharing that with us. And Norma, with us as well. Norma, are you still with us, my friend? Can you, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, thank you. Well, I, oh my God, I have so much going on always, always. But I think one of the, uh, well, first I, I have, I am in the, um, diocesan, uh, schools executive board now. And, um, gosh, we're doing so much, you know, to help our, our kids. Uh, the community in need, uh, that's part of my job too at St. Vincent de Paul. I have been, uh, I feel like I'm an activist now. <laughs> so much I'm fighting for. But um, fighting about having our own prayer, um, praying before our meetings, you know, just, gosh, there's so much. It's just crazy how people will go against a prayer, you know, before a meeting. And, um, now we're going to have a Bible study starting next week, you know, because I, I, I'm also with the uh, Maricopa County uh, committee and I'm going to be joining another uh, committee uh, for the Kiwanis and Levine community because part of my job is to reach out to, to the young um, students and to, and that was part of my commitment, commitment as well. So I, feel like I am doing a lot of that work, making sure, but you know, regardless of what I do, I always make sure that I'm not ashamed of my values as a Catholic. You know, I know what I, what I believe in and some people will want you to not speak up <laughs> because, okay, you can only say this, but not make sure you don't say that because people can get offended. Um, I don't care. You know, I always speak up and I'm trying to, to, um, to do, um, what God wants me to do. I always feel, you know, every day I thank God for the new opportunity, you know, to go out there and fight the fight and make sure that we're teaching our, um, young, uh, students, you know, to, to not be ashamed of who they are and what they believe in. So today I actually have a meeting with, uh, I actually have a tour with three kids from the Xavier uh, school. And um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, you know, but I think um, I'm just, I'm just uh, happy to be part of it. I'm happy to be a graduate. I'm also, I also mentor a few of the, uh, uh, graduates, I think it was last year and uh, the year before, and um, I think I get uh, myself into a lot of things, but, you know, I, I learned to say no to, <laughs> to make sure that I do um, quality work, so, and I have the pleasure to work with Erin as well, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing, Norma. You are such a servant leader, and and it's it's amazing all the things that you're doing for different uh, communities that that you're part of, and of course, always bringing your Catholic right center of it. So we we've come to uh, where uh, we only have a few minutes left for the hour. So um, what we've been doing today is is basically giving a. Uh, 
uh, uh, sharing with you sort of what the leadership commitments are within Tepeyac Leadership Initiative. So ask Erin to come in with that wonderful summary that she always gives us so we can dismiss the, the room for today. Thank you, Erin. Awesome. Thanks, Christopher. So I'm, I'm, it's going to be a bit of a shorter summary today because I wanted to just let you all have what you shared and not to try to recap it and butcher it at the end. But um, again, today we were just discussing uh, Tebiak Leadership Initiative's leadership commitment component. And um, very glad to have this conversation because again, we're we're just talking about how we can take what we learned through this five month program and actually apply it um, in our communities and to become those Catholic leaders in civil society that the Lord is calling us to when we uh, enter into this program. So, um, TLI leadership commitments are our gift to God, essentially. And uh, Christopher uh, started us off with that image of the week that we always have. And I think it's so great to to look at this image and then be talking about this today because um, that's really what it is. When we make this, this commitment out loud in front of our friends and family members and our TLI um, classmates, we really are giving this gift, um, not only to our communities, but back to God as, as a way to thank him. Um, and, and, um, what's the word I'm looking for and just, and commit to him and to carrying out his word, um, in our lives and in our communities. So that's really what it is. It's our gift to God. Um, Christopher and I each read several of, um, the leadership commitments that have been, um, that have come from the various cohorts already. And we uh, posted the link to that in our um, Telegram group. So if you go to that link on our website, you can find the leadership commitments for every single person who has gone through TLI to date. So we highly recommend that you go and look at them and read through them because they are really inspiring. Um, like I said, I was re-inspired this morning when I was reading through them all. So we read about eight different commitments to you and there's so many more uh, to look at. So um, we went through those and then had several of you join us um, on the stage for, who have already gone through Tepeyac Leadership Initiative, and that was Andres, Gina, Lauren, and Norma. And Andres, um, I know you shared what you um, did, and it was so inspiring, and you're just doing so many good things in our um, community on the uh, more secular side, but bringing that Catholic voice to the table in the various uh, boards and organizations you're a part of. But the two words that you used to describe um, TLI and then this leadership commitment was rewarding and fulfilling. And I really wanted to bring that back up because that's exactly what these are. Um, the, the, these commitments are, are not only rewarding to us, but rewarding to God's kingdom and to our communities. And they are fulfilling. We're, we're doing this good, this tangible work that the Lord has called us to through TLI. And, um, it's, it is fulfilling. It, it, it makes us um, just know and understand that we're doing this work um, for the Lord and He's using us as an instrument. And that is so, so rewarding and fulfilling. So thank you for sharing that. I just wanted to bring up those two um, words that you specifically used to describe this experience. Um, 
And then Gina, Lauren, and Norma, thank you three for sharing your personal commitments and how they've either continued on or changed or evolved in, in some way. You are all um, such great leaders in our communities and, and the Lord is clearly working through you. And I just appreciate you sharing each of your stories because uh, we all have different uh, characteristics and talents and skills to bring to the table. And um, it's beautiful to hear how he is working through each of you. So thank you all so much. And thanks for listening to this uh, little bit different summary today. I'll send it back to you, Christopher. Thank you very much, Erin. That was perfect, actually, for today. Um, and before I end, I just want to remind everybody and invite everyone to please join our uh, Tepeyac Leadership Initiatives virtual open house tomorrow, tomorrow, Friday, October 1st at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. If you happen to be in Phoenix, you can actually join us in person at the Diocesan Pastoral Center, um, which is right in downtown. And in your Phoenix, you know, uh, the, the DPC or Diocesan Pastoral Center, also known as the diocese is <laughs> right next to St. Mary's Basilica. You can join us there tomorrow at 4 p.m. or you can join us virtually at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for our virtual open house. It's a hybrid event. There'll be uh, an in-person crowd uh, gathering there at the, at the Diocesan Pastoral Center and we will live stream the event. It's only going to be an hour and a half, but please do join us because this is the event where we, uh, we really... Uh, bring some uh, testimonials from from key grads of the program that we really want to highlight their stories. And then we answer some questions live from the audience. I know we've been doing that a little bit here on Clubhouse, but we'll do it for another audience and a larger audience, a virtual audience as well. And uh, hopefully you can be part of that. Hopefully you can join us in person. You can join us virtually and bring a friend, whether you're coming in person or virtually, invite someone to join us as well. So with that, I'm going to close it and remind you to please follow Erin and I. I also invite you to keep the conversation going in our Telegram group where you can always find the image of the week. Find the direct link in Erin's or my profile. And that's the link to the Telegram group. And for the virtual open house tomorrow, that's going to be live stream right from our Facebook account, our Tepeyac Leadership Facebook account. That's where we're going to live stream it from. Also, don't forget to join the Catholic Professionals Club here on Clubhouse. Join us live on Clubhouse Thursdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. If you like what you heard today, listen to it again or share it to our weekly podcast. You can find our podcasts in all of the platforms. Just look for Catholic Leadership for Civil Society. Remember, this is an invitation to step into the leadership role that God has for you in civil society. Why? Because if not now, when? And if not us, who? Thank you very much. Have a wonderful week.